0: You are locked on Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on. Locked on. Locked. Locked lock on. Locked. Locked lock on. Lock, lock, lock on Locked lock on Cowboys. Lock on Cowboys. Lock on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, it's a Victory Monday. Are, are, are <laughs> we allowed to celebrate Victory Mondays, Mondays for the preseason?
0: Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you should. You should you know, could declare victory on any preseason where there wasn't any major injuries for starters. That's, that's, I think that's, that's a great point. Yeah, those, it really is. Definitely celebrate that. I mean, we could just generally celebrate that football's back.
1: Yeah, let's, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I want to talk about. We're gonna talk about the entire game, but let's celebrate the Cowboys' first drive of the game because. Uh, that was one of the more impressive drives I've seen in a preseason game and a regular season game in a long time. You're talking about, like, again, I, I, I know the, the stakes weren't very high, but it was a 12-play, 97-yard drive that took up almost seven minutes. Uh, the Cowboys had a second and 22 from their own three-yard line and yep. were able to turn that into a yep. touchdown drive. Uh, they were able to do it a bunch of different ways. Uh, a lot of Tony Pollard, a, a deep pass to Michael Gallup. A third down conversion to Jason Witten, uh, a a reception by Randall Cobb, and then just capped off by an excellent uh, run by Tony Pollard for 14 yards. Hey, and then we got to finish with this. Brett Maher made an extra point. I I mean, let's celebrate little victories here. So um, let's just kind of talk about that drive (laughs) in general, what you saw from the first string offense. Uh, Landon, what did you think about this this Cowboys unit against the Rams? <laughs>
0: well, I mean, obviously we're excited about it because we're skipping the, de- the defense's first uh, uh, <laughs> series yeah, we'll when there, they we'll started out. I mean, the, the news of the day is obviously the offense. I mean, I think you, you said it. I mean, Dak at this point uh, through the preseason is 9 of 9. And has looked sharp. It's uh, got the that ball. That seems good,
1: right? Yeah, nine of nine. Good. I think that's
0: that's that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and
1: people are still complaining about it. It's oh like, no, and the we'll thing. talk
0: about it too. I mean, like, look. I mean, uh, oh, he put he gosh. put a ball on the back shoulder exactly where it needed to be for versus cover one with a guy who's got a back turn. To you gave his, his receiver a chance to come back to the ball and make a play on it. Uh, so of course, people are going to assume. Well, why didn't he put it right in the basket while he was running full speed in stride? And it's like, yeah,
1: but can, can I can I just expand on that really quickly. I think we, me and you, we kind of know that that's a throw to the back shoulder to make sure the safety doesn't get it. But there's also this little veteran trick that quarterbacks kind of come to realize after years in the NFL that it is far better to underthrow a receiver than to overthrow a receiver because in that same case, there's a great chance if Michael Gallup doesn't get that, you know, make the catch, that's probably defensive pass interference, and we see this all the time from Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. If you're going to throw the ball down the field, throw it a little short, let your receiver try to make a play, and a lot of times it results into a defensive pass interference. So I had zero problem with the throw. No, I just want to course, that, that.
0: No, the throw was the, what, the way it was supposed to be thrown, and he, right. if anything, I mean not not even criticizing because it was it was fine. If anything, I, I felt like Gallup didn't need to play it the way he did like he he, didn't even jump. he, he, he yeah well, he kind of did like a, the Irving jump but it was he jumped too far back like he could have come back to the ball a little bit more and high pointed it and and maybe you know continued with the play a little bit right, right. but but I, I I digress I think it was just fine a completion of 31 yards on the f- field uh you know it, and it, it was the I think the real spark that kind of get, got the team into the end zone um, but yeah, I mean, I think just to kind of talk about the drive overall, you, it's not just that Zeke wasn't there. There was no Cooper, no Martin, no, uh, no Tyron Smith. Um, and they were able to march down the field and, and do what they needed to do to convert, uh, several different times. Uh, they showed, uh, some prowess in the run game. I, I think to me, the thing that was maybe the most exciting to see was, was, It looked like Travis Frederick was a lot more comfortable, again, in the... you know, in the in in the, in space and and moving, operating on the second level and, and blocking people and, and actually being effective and not just being out there. I mean, I think it looks like he's starting to take giant steps back to where he was. Absolutely. Um, but I think yeah, you know, overall, that's exactly the kind of drive. I mean, you can't really complain about it. I mean, that, that's exactly the kind of drive you want to see from this offense. They even you know started show a little show a little bit. Uh, of, you know, tendency. I mean, with, with some uh, motion, they 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 had a couple, at least one, I think, two different first down passes. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think if, if if you're still hoping, holding out hope, and it's not even holding out hope, if you're continuing to believe after the continued, you know, uh, breadcrumbs that seem to be indicating that this is a real thing, uh, this was a face full of okay, maybe this Kellen Moore. Changes are are real. I I I wasn't one hundred percent sure if how much of that we were going to get to see, but the truth of the matter is, is that uh, it you know compared to last week, especially, uh, right. it felt like we got a right. whole bunch more of uh, of Kellen Moore's fingerprints on on, this, um, on the play calling uh, and all the motions yeah. on it, everything.
1: The entire drive was exciting. I mean, it was exactly what we were hoping for uh, this offseason, to see them utilizing first-down passes, seeing them use some motion and some different uh, ways to get receivers open. Uh, But we had to have the conversation, Landon. Let's talk a little bit about Tony Pollard. Uh, (laughs) As good as he looked in the first week of the preseason, I thought he looked fantastic on Saturday uh, you know, he ran strong. He ran between the tackles. He made some guys miss. He was able to run through some arm tackles on the touchdown run was pretty incredible. He was able to do some work in the passing game. Um, you know, there, there was some debate on Sunday morning between about his uh, his protection. There was a, a play where he gave up a sack or where. Uh, many people believe he gave up the sack. Well, deck form- was sacked. Let's just say, <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, so a <laughs> former offensive lineman kind of weighing in there. But, anyways, tell me what you thought about Tony Pollard.
0: I mean, I thought he was fantastic. I mean, honestly, the it, uh, uh, it's hard to tell. I, I can definitely see the argument that that's that that Witten wouldn't that Witten wouldn't do what he did unless he missed a block seems to hold true to me. So. Um, I tend to agree with probably with Schwartz that it was it was probably more the tight end situation, and that was Pollard seeing an issue and trying to make a you know kind of heads up play and not being ready for it. Uh, But I think from every other aspect, I mean, I was just going to say if that was his mistake, that may have been the first real mistake I've seen him make. I think all of training camp. You know, I mean, he's just been so solid in his. Uh, assignments for a rookie player who's been getting a ton of snaps with the first team offense uh, and then what we saw you know yesterday or you know when the game aired I guess I'm, I'm losing track of days uh, is that the talent is obviously there as well I mean we, we kind of see see the speed we saw all that in training camp we saw that he wasn't uh, you know messing up or overwhelmed by this the assignments and what we saw Saturday was uh, the culmination of all those things plus the ability to kind of fully show his ability and and uh i think what you uh what you saw was a guy with great contact balance, a guy with great mm-hmm. vision. Despite having not a ton of reps as a running back, he has great instincts running between he's such the tackles. A better
1: inside runner than I ever could have imagined at this point in his career. Such yeah. a better
0: I mean the funny thing is, is that he's he seemingly such a better runner than even Daryl Henderson, Henderson as a as a zone runner. You know, Daryl Henderson seemingly struggling with zone running for for the Rams, but but uh, but Pollard really yeah. seems to have yeah. taken to it. So. Uh, Yeah, I think what you saw from Pollard was a very, very good overall performance uh, that gave you a a shot of hope that even if if Zeke isn't here, that you've got some kind of playmaker at the position who can, you know, maybe not be Zeke, but can give you something, a spark
1: there. Uh, And is it is it surprising how much better of a runner? he is and like Mike Weber because kind of coming out of school listen I was a Tony Pollard fan but the thing that got me excited for Pollard was what he can do kind of in space and I kind of assume there would be a, a transitional period from him making the move from like slot receiver to running back but you watch those two guys play and it's not even really close who's the better running back right now. Yeah, I mean I think uh, uh I think right now
0: it's pretty clear that that Pollard is not only the most talented uh of those guys but but the most ready to go and I think the idea at this point is to get you know I think early on the idea was to get Pollard Mixed in with uh, Morris to kind of form a two-headed duo, if if they were to miss Zeke. I don't think you need to. Well, I, I think at the very least, you you flip the proportions of how much you're going to carry the ball. I mean, I, I think they will want to give Pollard maybe the majority of the carries between this in the split between the two, if if we're, if that's the way we're going.
1: Is it going to be? Well, I almost wonder if it's going to be like what we saw in 2017, where it was like. Two series for Zeke, one for Alfred Morris. I wonder if we could see the same kind of thing with Tony Pollard and Alfred Morris if he has to start, right? Maybe you open up the game with with Pollard, and then to kind of give him a break, you you just rotated Morris for a whole series.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think they've the point is they've got options. I think you know they they're not going to be forced to just have to hand feed Pollard a couple snaps. I don't think. I mean, I think what what we see now is that he can be relied on. For a larger role, if you need that, I don't know that you want to force it, but I think at the very least, you feel like you can give him a a fifty fifty split, maybe even more a share of him. Uh, you know, if they, if, if heaven forbid, it comes to that week one or week two.
1: Okay, let's talk a little bit about the defense. Uh, the first team defense, uh, I think they played. Uh, the, to almost all the starters that were available played the first drive. I saw some of those guys available or on the second drive. Uh, Van der Esch, I think Jalen Smith was out. Uh, but the Cowboys' defense overall looked really good. They forced. I'm looking at the thing right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, six straight punts to kind of start the game. Uh, just a really, really good unit. Um, you, saw, you saw guys at all different levels flying around, making plays. Xavier Woods was uh, driving on some of the football. But what what did you see from the first-string defense in this one? Later?
0: I mean, just you know, kind of more of the same. They're flying around. They're making plays. Uh, we were seeing passes batted down on the line of scrimmage, which is great from uh, I think Taco had one and Ant- Antoine Woods had one. Um, you know, I just think that the and they're challenging passes. They're they're right on. I mean, it's just it's it's just a continually con- kind of confirmation that this defense looks really kind of locked in and ready to go. I th- I think there was a one confusion set of confusion, or they were Laden and Jalen kind of ran into each other on that wheel route to Daryl Henderson. And frankly, that's all the right, that's all right. the 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 steps that that Daryl Henderson needs to get open. So. um it's yeah. like
1: one play. That's all I, get. I mean, yeah. that was really the only big play that the Rams had the entire first half. And
0: outside of that, I feel like the Cowboys in general kind of, you know, handled their business and were uh, aggressive and 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 challenging the the offense at every single step.
1: Uh Malik Collins really quickly. Yes. Um looks like a different player. Actually, not even a different player. He just looks healthy. Yeah, he is just is looks healthy. Of, yeah. I mean. This is the version of Malik Collins where you we kind of miss seeing because normally when we get to the season, he's either you know come, trying to rehab from some injury, he's not quite 100. percent But Malik Collins looks ready for a for a monster season. I mean, the spin move that he put on that guard, my gosh, that was Taco needs to take some notes because that that was fantastic. And speaking of Taco, mm-hmm. just kind to really quickly. I thought he played well. I, I don't think he ended up with a sack, but I, I thought he played well. I know Jerry Jones after the game kind of complimented him. Uh, any quick thoughts on Taco before we move on?
0: I, I mean, again, we, we we just have to. It's about trends and it's about noticing the trends and and, and, and combining the trends of training camp and preseason and the drumbeat for Taco has been pretty steadily good these last yeah, few days really and, and included into the game. So uh, I think, yay, continue.
1: Let's <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Um, we do have to talk about some negatives here. I want to talk about the offense again. Um, Mike White was given a chance to play with the number twos uh, be, for whatever reason. I don't even know what the point was. But uh, they decided to let him go for about a half, um, and he did not impress me at least. 7-13 of for 30 yards, 2.3 yards an in attempt, interception, a quarterback rating of 27.4. It's actually his sixth straight preseason performance without over, averaging over five yards of attempt. Uh, I thought he struggled. What did you see from Mike White? Yeah, I mean, it,
0: it's more of the same. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, he struggled. He he hasn't really, the, the issue is that it's 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 that he hasn't taken a step, you know, is that he hasn't. He hasn't done anything to uh, show, show marked improve, improvement. You know, I, I think he he may... He's shown a couple different things at times. I mean, I thought he, there was a co- one time when he got out of the pocket and he looked like he was moving the ball well and he was able to throw the ball. But, I mean... Uh, The vast majority of snaps are frustration over him not getting rid of the ball quick enough, either getting sacked, getting a a sack fumble caused on him, you know, those those sort of things. I mean, it's just he's still not getting through to the point where it's time to throw the ball fast enough. And uh, I I just feel like uh, this was a situation where he needed to show improvement they gave him the opportunity to go with the twos to have a, a better quality of of uh, players around players him. around him and and just and, and he didn't take advantage of it it's still more of the same and I think and then it, it, it just to drive the point even further home. Cooper Rush comes in with the threes and and plays great, you know, and and, and really doesn't play bad at all considering he's playing with even further down the roster player. So uh, I I think if anything, Mike White's performance, but then really Cooper Rush's performance with even lower quality of player – uh, kind of crystallized. This is this this competition is over. It's been over, and uh, the question now is: Is Mike White even worth retaining at this point? And I, I mean, it, I don't. I haven't seen enough. You know, I haven't no, seen enough no. for me to want to like wait. I mean, you know, uh, this is just just above keeping Mike White. Sounds about as bad as just above the idea of keeping a a, a designated kickoff kicker. You know, no, I like, think I'd rather. Have the, no, the we're Dave. gonna have I'd a talk have about dealer, this. It's ridiculous but. conversation. Ridiculous conversation. Yeah. we'll we'll talk um, about that too later. But no, Mike White is is it hasn't shown any. It hasn't shown enough improvement for him to stay on this this roster.
1: Now, you can't take everything with stats and quarterbacks because a lot of it is, you know, can you lead your team on drives? Can you get them in scoring positions? Uh, And that's something that Mike White actually hasn't been able to do either. Uh, Since he came in the league, uh, he's had 32 drives in the preseason. Zero have went for touchdowns, and only three have led to field goal opportunities. Not even field goal makes, field goal opportunities. Uh, he's scored a combined three points in the 32 drives that he's been the Cowboys starting quarterback or Cowboys quarterback in the preseason. Um, I, I think we've saw enough to, to assume they're not going to keep him. Especially when you weigh it against, like, would you rather have a Kerry Hyder on the roster or a Mike White? Kerry Hider can help you in multiple different ways. He yeah. may be able to help you win games. Uh, Mike White's not helping you win anything. I mean, if you cut him. chance you can get him back on the practice squad if you even want him. The Cowboys may think, hey, there's other guys out there with more upsides who maybe can be a better backup if we have to use them. Uh, It's been a pretty poor performance by Mike White uh, since they brought him in. Um, On defense, uh, just a couple guys to to throw out there really quickly that kind of impressed. Well, you know, I'm going to talk about Justin Phillips. I thought he played well. Donovan Alumba made some nice plays. He had a pass interference call that I thought was a little ticky tacky. Uh, any any guys on defense that stood out to you, Landon?
0: I think Alumba. I mean, despite having a, a, an issue early at some point, I think really played strong. Um, hmm, let's see who else on, on defense played well. Uh, uh, Phillips, Justin Phillips. Oh no, was it Justin Phillips, the the linebacker, number 44? He had an interception, but he was actually yep, playing yep, he was great outside of that as well. Uh, I think that uh, the the young defensive line, I thought that Tristan Hill ended up playing a really good game near the end of the game. I thought he really started to find his footing uh, later on was causing a lot of problems. Uh, you mentioned Kerry Hyder. I thought Kerry Hyder played a really good game. Yeah. Um, Let's see who else.
1: I, I thought Phillips. That was kind of the guy that stood out. Yeah, me I mean Phillips.
0: I mean beyond just the interception, was was running all over the field, making tackles. Uh, I thought he he played really well. Um, yeah, I mean I, I I wish we had seen more from uh, Wilson because Donovan Wilson because I, I feel like this was his again another opportunity for him to shine. I'm not. He didn't play poorly. It just didn't really stand out. I need to go back and watch again just to right. kind of catch. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know the he was a guy that I was hoping to see just a little bit more from. Um,
1: I forgot to mention two guys on offense really quickly. Yeah, we, please. We need to talk about uh, a good and a bad one. Which one do you want first? Uh,
0: give me the good one first. We'll talk about the bad. Okay,
1: Devin Smith. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's been making some plays, you know, over the last couple of training camp practices, and then in the game, he he's starting to show up again. the 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 reception in the end zone. I uh, was fantastic. Uh, it kind of seems like he's passed some of those guys at the bottom of the depth chart. Maybe a John I was Bay just gonna Johnson. say we should
0: have a conversation specifically about you know what exactly is you know the 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 the, the, the outlook of the wide receiver position at this point sure. because I mean I think it's been all turned up I and mean, I think the last we talked before this game, the idea was that John Vay Johnson may be kind of sinking back into the larger pack at this point. Um, I think I think his week two performance said he needs a, he needs a year of the practice score. I think yeah, I mean that he, I think again like he sunk even further since then. Like you know, I mean, I, and now Devin Smith show you know and listen. Here was my thing with Devin Smith early, and I think you and I talked about it. I, I thought earlier in the training camp. He just didn't look
1: athletic. He didn't look – and I don't know if he – And it's understandable, though. It's understandable why he wouldn't be that way, though, because of all the injuries.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the – yeah, well, I think the problem is is, is, the injury and then the injury causing the inexperience because he just hadn't taken a lot of – he didn't look like he was running in a football manner, you know? And I think that that seems to have changed a lot in these last few weeks is that he's – gotten back into the, the the business of playing football again you know because it's you know he's basically not played football for two years you know um, I I think that because of his pedigree um, if, if he's able to kind of continue this little route then I, I think he makes the team I mean I understand the age difference I understand that but he's got speed that you can't teach um, and he's got I think he's got some talent that is really kind of showing up and, and I the thing that really the, the, the age shows is kind of what we talked about you know in general uh, with the issue with younger players is that he, he's not hitting the wall if anything he's finishing strong now um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, those are the guys who are more likely
1: to take this into the season. Um, so I, my, I, yeah. my, I was gonna say, my only question though is, if you're going to be the fifth or sixth receiver on the depth chart, you got to be able to play special teams, right? And from kind of the looks of it, he really hasn't ever done it in his career. And even on Saturday, uh, he played just seven special team snaps. Where you got other receivers that are playing, you know, significantly more than that. So. How, how does that going to make a difference, be, or how, is that going to factor into the decision? Because while he may be the best receiver of John Johnvier Johnson, Jalen Guy, and uh, those types, if he can't help out on special teams, especially with you know like a Jason Witten who's not going to play on special teams, a Sean Lee who I mean, we'll see what he does. If you're bringing I mean, it, Noah Bra- have to have an impact, if
0: you're bringing Noah Brown onto the team, then I think we can we can bring in you know I mean because here's the thing: Tavon Austin will play special teams. You know, not just return kicks. We've seen him actually cover kicks before. Uh, and I mean, that, I, I don't,
1: I don't love that idea, but you can, you can do it. I you guess, can do right? it.
0: And, and and the other thing is, like I said, Noah Brown is. I mean, that's almost exclusively his role. And on top of that, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, is John Vea Johnson so much better, or Jalen Guyton, or you know Cedric no, Wilson, so no, much no. better than than De- than Derek Smith than, than Devin Smith is at that right now. No, like no, I, I think, not. I think it's not such an, uh, an insurmountable distance that he can't, you know, get a, a hefty load of special teams reps in the next two weeks and be ready to, you know, for a small role in special teams that is increasing as the season goes on.
1: Yeah, really quickly too. So let's talk about John Bead Johnson. We we kind of touched on, on him earlier. We were really excited to see if he would bounce back uh, at a second preseason game, and it seemed like it was more of the same. Just getting open with ease looking athletic, but the drops continue to be a problem. I, I think he needs a full year on the on the practice squad, kind of, to get up to speed, learn the position, and then we can kind of evaluate him at this time next year. But I, I just don't see a scenario where he's going to help you that much uh, in 2019. Yeah, I mean, I... I... <sighs>
0: Uh, I unfortunately see it as someone's going to try to someone's going to take him. He he won't end up on the practice squad at least not initially. I think he'll end up getting picked up by somebody. Okay, uh, and that's
1: fine. I mean, but but, but no, I think I agree receiver. with
0: your assessment that he that he that I, I would not even be surprised if he ends up by the end of the year on a practice squad. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because someone else tries it out, kind of realizes the same thing, and. Um, because of his pedigree and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. I mean, not, I mean, he's an undrafted free agent, but I think most people recognize that he probably should have been drafted. Um. So I, I have a feeling that the Cowboys will cut him. Some team will try to pick him up. Maybe not like him for so much. Maybe have him for a few weeks. Cut him, and the Cowboys sign him to their practice squad after
1: that. Absolutely, I, I agree. I, I do think Don John Bay Johnson has a future in the league. I just think he needs a, a year. Or two he needs to seasoning kind of for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, before we leave, do we need to have a kicking conversation yeah, we again? Yeah, do because I think okay. people
0: are—they're uh, not—they're—they're they're, they're swinging wildly with every kick, and they need to stop it. They need to. Wait, stop it. Wait,
1: you're saying people overreact on Twitter? Well, you yes. I mean, that's,
0: that's a general note I have. Yes, on <laughs> it's a kind of an ongoing criticism. Uh, but yes, listen—it
1: makes field goals way more fun. I will I, tell you that. I know
0: how many kicks? How many kicks were there in the game? How many? How many field goals? Uh, yeah.
1: Not a lot. I can look it up real quick. But it's the, the answer, is, the answer, I'm won. pretty sure is
0: one. There was only one yeah, field goal kick,
1: right? What was the 50, fifty-two two yard yarder?
0: 50? I'm pretty sure after they kicked that, they realized kicking it was not a good idea. Uh, look, I mean, Greg Zierline is one of the best kickers in the NFL. He kicked from the same direction, only two yards further, and he missed his kick from the same direction as well. The cross, Are you saying it's the Hawaiian breeze that was throwing the ball off. Breeze like have you have you been to Hawaii like it's crazy windy there in in fact, it was crazy windy that day it was there was a twenty up to twenty mile an hour crosswind going right to left on that field the the direction that both of those kickers balls went when they were kicking in the same direction so I'm not get, making excuses for him. I'm just saying the guy had two back to back six for six practices before this. They came out there. They put him in the spot to kick a 52-yard field goal with crazy. Wind. I mean, the wind was so bad that, like, like uh, if you watch how he kicked it, like he tried to kick it low, and that's mm-hmm. why it looked so ugly. Is because he knew that it he was knew the, the, wind, the wind the wind was, was going to take it, it so yeah. bad. So what he did is actually probably made a poor. Strategic choice of trying to kick it low to avoid the wind, and the wind caught it anyway. So then it died and it went left.
1: Yeah, it's like me taking a three wood. I, I just try to try to keep it low, and, and sometimes the the wind takes it, and you have you just got to deal with the consequences. Yeah, well, it's, um, but, but
0: just like a three wood, real quick, just like a three wood, it's a big risk versus reward take, right? Because if you hit sure. it right and it it stays low, it cuts through the wind, it gets right where you need to go, and it goes straight. But if you don't. And the wind catches it, then you don't get the benefit of it hitting high, so you lose distance and it goes off course, right? Right. That's that's essentially what happened with, with, with Mar on this kick, is that he tried to kick it low, see if he could just push it through, and when the wind caught it, not only did it make it look like a duck, ugly short, it also pushed it out of the way.
1: Or you just top it like I do and you just throw your club <laughs> or as far you as just slice, I, Or you just yeah, slice
0: I, everything you do like if it's me. I just slice every hit. Yeah, yeah,
1: everything.
0: So I just aim a little bit left <laughs> everywhere <laughs> uh, for time. Golf and football my two favorite
1: Well, calls. I mean, all with right, kicking, that, is, the kicking is, it, it lines it up. But with show. kicking, it's it's very,
0: you know, it's very, uh, uh, <laughs> it, no, it's, it is. I think kicking and, 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 and golf, like it's very similar, you know, mentality, sure. similar, you know, physics. Oh, 100%. You know?
1: It's because it's, it's all mind game, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It's,
0: Hundred percent of mind game. Yeah, I right, listen. My, my, my bottom line is, I bring in bring in competition for Mar. I'm, I have no problem with that. Uh, but but my but my other thing is, is that people are writing him off as an option. Like he may still be the best option out there. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like we may bring yeah. in a, another guy who's worse and, and can't kick anything. So I it's I just think true. that people need to look at this a little bit more analytically. Uh, than, than they are, and not just you know. Again, react wildly. I understand why people are upset. I understand that that's a normal thing on Twitter. I get that some people actually that's their brand. Uh, but what? <laughs> people have and like I, I, I realized that I podcast crazy. with some of those people that that's their brand. But <laughs> <laughs> but um. uh, yeah, I, I think that I think I'm just going to preach preach a little more patience. Not that they, there shouldn't be competition. I agree. Bring in people, but he like I said, he did 12 kicks in a row that were great. He missed one that he probably shouldn't even uh, – honestly, I, I, I criticize the choice of even putting him out there, I, I especially in, in, in a competition like this, especially when he's feeling so good about himself in the, with the previous two practices. This was kind of a situation, a no-win situation for even a guy like Greg Zierlein.
1: Look, it could be worse. We could have Dan Bailey, and he could be yeah. holding on field goals. I mean, that, listen, there's other teams in the league that are trading fifth-round picks for specials kickers. At least we're not one of those teams right now, right? It's, it's okay. They'll be all right. Um, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCool BCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.